Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. First time you talked to him in the Giant Eagle. Uh, tell me a little bit about the, the recruitment of him. And I hope you like shopping done that. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, we had heard about him. You know, he had a pretty big reputation in Erie, and it became national. Um, <clears throat> and we had heard about how amazing his family was. And so I was really anxious on that June 15th day where we could, uh, for the first time, we could call Rising Juniors. And uh, like I mentioned last night, I, I tried to reach out to him, didn't get him, and he happened to call me back when I was in Giant Eagle. And uh, I just enjoyed getting to know him. I enjoyed getting to know his family. Uh, obviously watched him play that summer in AAU. He was playing with Team Durant. Um, and went up to Erie a few times to see him myself. A couple guys on my staff went up. Um, you know, we just tried to let him know how much we wanted him. We wanted him to be a part of our program. Um, that was during a time when there was, you know, wasn't a lot good going on in our program. And we felt like he was a guy, uh, especially with his character. I, I thought he, you know, would be a good player. I thought he'd be a really good piece. And I thought he, as I got to know him, I thought he had unbelievable leadership traits. And I thought he would be a guy as he got older that could uh, possibly become a really good leader. So it's been really cool to watch him uh, kind of grow in that role, to grow up. You know, he was 16 years old when he got here. And um, that was during the year of COVID. So everything was really, really screwed up that year. Um, but it's been really cool to watch him grow and mature and grow up. It was encouraging for you, I guess, when he said he wanted to stay after the 22 season. Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, I like I mentioned last night, I didn't know. I wanted some guys to leave. I didn't want him <laughs> to leave. Um, and, you know, how I approached all of those meetings uh, you know, cause again, during the season, you start to hear things, you know, it just always happens. And my first question with him and every guy is, what are you thinking? What are you going to do? You know, for him, I didn't even, he asked me questions first, just about how I was doing, um, what I was feeling, just about everything, how I was doing with everything that was going on. Uh, and then I asked him, Hey, what are you thinking? And he immediately said he was staying, he wanted to be a part of it. And it was, it was a big moment for me, for us, and for our program. What went into Will's decision to reclassify and come to college early? You know, I think that's a question probably he and his family can answer. I, I think he felt like he, he wanted the challenge of trying to get better. 
And, uh, you know, I think maybe he felt like he couldn't get that in high school anymore, especially where he was, the level of competition and things like that. I think he wanted the chance to get better. Um, it just stinks that that first year was the COVID year. And we didn't really get a chance to work with those. Not really. We didn't get a chance to work with those guys at all that summer. It's a lot I don't remember about that year. I don't even remember when we got back, when we could start doing stuff with them, when we could. It was in math. I mean, it was just a weird time in life for everyone. Um, but I think that's what went into it. Yeah, I mean, he's a really smart kid. He challenges himself academically. Um, I mean, he's basically a graduate now. He, he, he graduated in December. He just, he wants to walk in the spring. Um, he does challenge himself. You know, he, he's, he, he thinks he's, he's a deep thinker. Um, and he's a guy that's really learning how to find, he's found his voice. You know, one of the things I remember talking to his dad about, was he wanted Will to grow into his dad was the one that had to set up all of his workouts, all of his stuff in order for him to make the jump as a player. He had to grow into that. He had to be the one to do that. He had to take ownership of it. And it's been cool to watch that happen. Jeff, since the last time we spoke with you, obviously Michael departed from the program. Any thoughts or information on? Nope. Just what we, what we put out, the personal reasons. Um, that's it. Yeah, first and foremost, I felt really bad for him because I thought, I mean, he had really, really worked that summer. And we had a, we had a scrimmage, um, that summer against some of the former players. It was, it was a really, really cool thing. They were in town and, and we did a thing with some donors. And, you know, I had seen it in workouts, but seeing him against those guys, the older guys, like you saw, like the strength, his balance was better. He wasn't falling all over the place. Um, and so you could see it coming on like the light had switched. And it, it, it made that even harder when he got hurt. Um, I felt so bad for him because again, like I talked about, he had taken ownership of his workouts, of his body, of, you know, he'd really dedicated himself. Um, and so it was a blow. It was a blow to him personally. It was a blow to us. Uh, and then after, I think, a little bit of time of him feeling bad and feeling sorry for himself, then it became the challenge again. Okay, now let's get back. First, it was to get the information. And he did try to come back. Uh, I don't remember exactly when it was, but he came back and he tried to practice. And it was pretty obvious that that toe had not healed. And uh, that's when we realized we got another look at it and realized he needed to have the surgery and he would be out. And... Um, he was away from us for a little bit because his rehab stuff happened around our practice time. Um, and then there were times early where he didn't travel with us. Uh, but as he started to get himself healthier, where he didn't have to be on the crutches all the time, then he was with us all the time. He got a chance to experience that group, the closeness, the toughness, the camaraderie. And he was a big part of it. You know, his the way he just how smart he is, what a great teammate he is, how encouraging he is. He was a big part of that. Do you remember if Nike was any of an asset to him? Because that's what he went through the year before. Yeah, he was. And that's one of the things that 
I talk to Nike about. Like he's going through what you just went through, and so be there for him and help him. And so I do think Nike was a guy that tried to encourage him. And, you know, when you're going through that, I didn't have to go through that when I was in college, an injury where you're out. It happened to me a little bit later after college. Um, I can't imagine how difficult that would be to miss a season when it's something that you love to do and just the mental hurdles that you have to go through. Um, you know, I hear about it all the time. You hear guys talk about, you know, how difficult it is. And so I think it would really help Will to have Nike there to, you know, be a sounding board. It helped him to have us. It helped him to have his family. They were still very present. They still came to all the games. Um, so I, th- I think all those things were important. It's hard on every level now. <laughs> Look at the scoring in the NBA. Um, yeah, it is. I mean, you know, to get it, it, it's the game. Um, all people want to talk about is the sexy stuff, like the scoring, the handling, the dunks, the passes, and things like that. That's what. It's you guys talking. That's what gets social media talking. That's what gets Sports Center or all of those things. Um, very seldom do you see, you know, somebody that's praised for being gritty, for being tough, for defending, for, you know, all of those things. Um, and so getting guys to understand the importance of it is somewhat of a challenge. Uh, and getting guys to understand the importance of a role, you know, that could be sometimes a big challenge. They play really, really good defense, elite defense. Um, they're together, they're connected, they're very physical. Uh, coach Shrewsbury is a really, really good coach. And so they game plan, um, you know, for each game. Uh, they're very good defensively. Well, I think um, I think going on the road at that time was really good for us, uh, just because of the closeness. When you're on the road, you're just you're always together. You know, you're not going to class. You're not when you leave practice. Everyone is going to their separate, you know, different places. Not that I, I mean, I got to spend a lot of time together here, but when you're on the road, like that's that's all you're doing. So I think that was important. And then I think just understanding how hard we have to play, how hard we have to compete, the things that are necessary to win that you have to do. Um, we did those the first two games. And then we did it the last nine and a half minutes of Miami. We had dug such, we had dug ourselves such a big hole that we, you know, we weren't able to get out of it. I think we did it against Wake Forest. One of the things that was encouraging in the first half we couldn't make we, we we didn't make shots. I thought we played pretty good defense. I thought they made some really tough shots at times. My message to them at halftime was simply, "Look, I think you're playing hard, but it requires more. You have to play harder. I think we're trying to be physical, but it requires more. We have to be more physical." And we went out there and we did it. And so, hopefully, that's something these habits that we're trying to create with with a new group. That, you know, hopefully that's something we're able to sustain and see 
that that's what's required. That's that's the reason why we've won. You know, with the way college athletics, uh, with the state of the game now, and the, it's just, you know, one of my assistants says this, and I think it's so true. Every seven days, you, you could have a brand new team because when they leave us, it's no telling what they're hearing, what they're dealing with, all different things like that. So I hope we are, um, but we'll see. Yeah, well, you know, it helps. Um, we have what I think ten. Yeah, ten. Because MJ, he's redshirting, but he's able to play. Okay. Yeah, the other two are hurt, so they, you know, they're not. Um, <clears throat> KJ is unbelievable in practice, so he's able to help us. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I personally don't think it hurts us that much this time of year. If it were earlier in the year when we first started. Normally, when you get to this point of the season, our practices are not long. Like, they're about 45 minutes to 60 minutes. That's it. We try to get in, go over game plan, offensively and defensively, what we want to do. I'm talking about the on-the-court stuff. Um, if we want to put something else in or tweak something that we do. Um, but that's really it. So I don't think it, I don't think it's a big deal right now. No, we 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 don't deal with low management here. I don't have a GM or all these doctors telling me my guys can't play um, like like they do in the pros. I coach off a of feel. That's what I do. I go into every game now if I'm not starting ish, knowing I got to get him in there quick. <laughs> that's the only thing I think of, and then. For me, it, I've always done this. It's on feel. You know, there have been times in the past I've seen a guy in walkthrough and shoot around, and he just looks like he's ready to go, and I may throw him in there and give him a chance. Um, so for me, it's it's always off the field. What improvements have you seen Ish and Zach make, particularly since the start of conference play? They're now halfway through ACC schedule with the high major Well, I think Ish, I think number one, um, just un- I think both of them. I think the biggest thing for both of them is understanding how hard you have to play, what's required uh, as far as mental and physical preparation every day, um, the attention to detail every day when you move up levels. For Ish, it was probably one level. You know, the Atlanta 10 is a really good conference. For Zach, it was probably a couple levels. And so the discipline that you have, that you – that you have to have. Um, the games are coming a little bit more frequent. You know, for the most part, uh, we've been Saturday, Tuesday. Um, you know, it helps us, me, when it's Saturday, Wednesday. Um, you know, but but I just think those things, just understanding, you know, all of those things. I knew that at some point 
they would hit a wall. Most players, especially young players, or if you move up a level, you know, you hit a wall at some point. Um, I think they're starting to crawl over that wall right now. I think Ish has gotten in better shape since he missed time with the with the injury. You know, he only missed one game, but he missed a lot of practice time. The the practices before the Louisville game and then the practices afterwards. Um and so I think he's able to play in longer bursts now. When we first got back, that was my thing. I wanted to play him in like two, three-minute bursts because he got tired pretty quickly. Um, yeah, I think he's moved past that, and a lot of it is stuff he's doing off the court. You know, I walked out of practice yesterday and was walking by the locker room, and I see him on the exercise bike in there after practice, after getting extra shots up afterwards. So all of those things help, just the work that's required and the – and the mental and physical discipline that you have to have. On, yeah. on that matter, you know, you say you don't really look at load management and that kind of thing. We look at it and we're like, oh, Bob played 40 minutes the other night. Holy cow. And, you know, he joked about not, you know, making sure you didn't know he was tired or something like that. Do we overestimate it? Of, you know, can these guys recover pretty quickly two, three days off? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, you know, my college coach always said the really good players don't want to come out the game. And I thought I was a pretty good player when I played. I never wanted to come out. Um, we're smart with, I think, I try to be smart with what we do in practice. And so I think it would hurt us if it's 40 minutes in the ACC tournament and we win and we're playing the next day. I think that's where it would hurt us. But, you know, we played Wednesday. You know, yesterday's practice was really just a walkthrough. It was literally 15 minutes of walkthrough. And then guys getting extra work, extra shots, uh, getting treatment and things like that. Today's practice was 55 minutes. Probably of the 55 minutes, maybe 25 to 30 were contact. Um, and so we try to be smart with what we're doing in those situations to make sure we save their legs for the game. If um, Pitt had played Oklahoma in the 09 Final Four, who would have won? <laughs> I think we would have won. I'm not going to say they would have won, but I will say, you know, in like the second week of January, it was around that time, I thought we were one of the two best teams. in the. I thought us and Carolina were the two best teams. And so I started watching. I, like I knew we were going to be in the tournament. I think at that time we were something in one. Um, and we may have been like third in the country. Um so I started watching other teams that were good. The one team that I saw that I didn't want to play was this pit team. And the only, because, because they were good. That was, that was the main reason. But the other reason is that I knew they wouldn't be afraid of my guy. I had a guy that most people were intimidated by. And when I watched them and I knew, I knew DeWan because I actually tried to recruit him before I realized he lived right around the corner from pit. Um, I called him a couple times. Um, but just when I, I just saw the toughness and I knew they wouldn't be intimidated. And so that was the team I didn't want to see. Um, you know, unfortunately, neither one of us got a chance to be in that position. You know, for us, I thought the thing that hurt our team in 2009 was Blake Griffin got a concussion in the Texas game. And we were 25 and one. If we won that night, we would have been one in the country because Carolina had just gotten beat. And, uh, he got the concussion about 10 minutes in the first half and we ended up losing by four. And then we lost Big Monday 
because he couldn't pass the concussion test to Kansas. And so it dropped us. We lost two games in a row. I think if we don't, if he doesn't get that concussion, I don't think we lose either one of those games. I'm not saying we don't lose before we get to the, to the NCAA tournament, but I don't think we lose either one of those games. And I thought we would have been a one seed. Um, I thought when we played North Carolina to go to the final four, their experience of being there was the thing because they got beat the year before by Kansas pretty bad in the regional final, in the, in the final four. And they had basically their whole team back and they were on a mission and, I think the game before we beat Syracuse in the Sweet 16, I think we hit about 16 threes, and we missed our first 17 against North Carolina. <laughs> um, and we ended up losing by nine. But they were both really, really good teams. Um, the thing that's ironic is that when I took the job at Oklahoma, Scotty Reynolds was supposed to come play for me. And so, yes, I didn't for a long time. Um because if we would have had him, we would have definitely. I think we would have beat Carolina then. So anyway, if you if you had, had to play paper, what would have kept you up the most tonight on the scouting court? Would have been Fields, Young, or, or Blair? It would have been all of them. It would have been how hard they play, how well they're coached, how good they are defensively, and really how physical they were. And I know they would have they would have gone after my guy, and they would have had a lot of guys to do it because it was a really physical team, and. This, that league was very physical. You know, I think, what was was that the year he flipped the beat over? Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it was just all of those things. And, look, my guy would have been juiced for it because he loved physicality and all of those things. I just thought they had a lot of bodies to throw at them. And the biggest thing is that they would not have been – like, for us – you know, especially the home games, but man, even in tournaments, like, you know, like they play your video. And our video, our highlight intro video was unbelievable because it was him jumping over people and all kind of stuff like that. And I would look down at the bench and watch them looking at it. And you'd see them like, oh, 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 like the faces and things like that. And right then I knew, okay, we got them. Like they're, they're intimidated and he'd get in the game and do something and you could see it. Um, I knew those guys wouldn't be. Notre Dame has had Fitz number when they shouldn't have in years. What's going to be different? Do you know this? Do the players? I don't know it. I know. I don't know. I know. I I think we've beaten them once since I've been here. My first year, right? Yeah. Like, do you like you know this? Does it bother the players? Nothing bothers the players. (laughs) The players don't remember two weeks ago. I mean, that's a good thing and a bad thing. Um, I just know from my time here, I don't know anything else, you know, prior, you know, to me getting here. Like I said, I, I think our first year we beat them. I think it was senior night. Um, I know we haven't since. Uh, look, they're good. I think they're better than their record. Um, they're very physical. They're, they have an elite guard um, in Burton. Uh, Micah's son is really, really good. He can shoot the heck out of the basketball. Um, again, Zona can shoot it. I mean, they're good. They take a lot of threes, uh, and they're really good defensively. So we know we're going to be in for a fight. Our guys know that. They know that we're going to be in for a fight, and we're going to play against a team that's well coached, that's physical, that's disciplined, and that's, that's, that's really good defensively.
you know, just throughout the game. And, you know, Will came in and eventually finished the job. Mm-hmm. But how did you see him? I thought he did some good things when he uh, played with the necessary physicality and discipline to guard him. I mean, he's he's a he's a he's a talented kid. Efton is, um, and it requires a level of physicality and discipline. Um, one of the things for us, and again, you know, we we were saying like them going to him, Efton, as much as they did. That's not what they do. So I thought that maybe took them a little bit out of their rhythm of what they were doing. And one of the biggest things, they were averaging in conference play 10 made threes. They only had six. And so for us, you know, we didn't want to double as much because we were really trying to keep them off the three-point line. And so it was like a double-edged thing, like him scoring. uh, I was upset by it and things, but it's like, okay, well, it's not threes. Um, It is breaking their rhythm a little bit of what they do offensively. but I thought he did some good things against them. How does he get to be more consistent? Who's that? Uh, Federico? Yeah. yeah. He just, he's, he's, he's the, the, the discipline and the physicality that's necessary. Like he's just, he, he, he's got to do that on a consistent basis. We need him. When he's at his best, then I think we go up a level. Um, because he has the ability defensively to help change games. You know, when when he plays with that discipline, the physicality, the alertness, you know, he's a guy that can single cover. He's shown that he can single coverage guys. He's been really good in ball screen defense. You know, he's 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 erasing mistakes. You know, with blocking shots or being over and help, he's active. You know, and all those things like that. It's just you know getting him to get back on a consistent basis of doing that. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.